Welcome to the stream uh, tonight. We're on the Jelly Bros Show. I'm your host, Dingus. Today, our special guest is DJ Robo Rob here. Hello. And uh, he, if you guys don't know, he makes awesome video game music and just music in general. He He's freaking incredible. He does a lot of cool stuff. And his first son is a robot, apparently. I heard about that. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. If you haven't figured that one out yet, I don't, yet, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, exactly. And uh, then, of course, as per usual, we have TomTom. Uh, Tom, Hello. And we have a Hollow Savant. That's it. All right. So for tonight, uh, we are this entire podcast tonight is going to be themed around our favorite video game music. We're going to be talking about a whole bunch of stuff in the different spaces of games. Uh, but right now, let's go ahead and kick it off with uh, DJ Robo Rob. What do you do on the internet, and like, where can people find your work and all that kind of stuff, uh, so <clears throat> they can support you? Cool. Yeah, you can find me djroborob.bandcamp.com. You can find me on Spotify, all the all all the iTunes and deezers and google plays to your heart's desire um i think i'm on pandora too for some reason uh <laughs> it still exists <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> I, yeah i get like five cents every couple of months from them so <laughs> rocking it uh, <laughs> living large uh yeah so uh my name's rob i make um video game music and video game remixes is uh, one of my fortes remixed Oh man, about, like I couldn't begin to name off all the different games that I've done. So, so many. I mean, I've been following you for a long time, and I think yeah. Logan's actually been following you a longer time oh, yeah. than I have, <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah. It's funny that they brought up that you brought up um, the Mega Man or Mega Ran uh, track. Um, that was forever. That was what 2013, I think. Um, and and. Uh, yeah, man. Final Fantasy Seven. That was what yeah. that was the album that, that was the album that brought me like that album brought me into nerdcore, like figuring out what nerdcore was and finding that whole scene. Love Origin Final Fantasy Seven. <laughs> so. Yeah, originally originally I ran into Ben via I think it was Twitch originally, and then I like I started running into you and everyone else, and then eventually I met like uh, Mega Ran and everybody. It's mm -hmm. insane. So many great people out there making music. Just um, for um context, you know, by the way. Yeah. The date on this file when it was created for Mega or Mega Reactor Remix, Thursday, July twenty sixth, two thousand twelve. Oh, nice. oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I made that remix in a stuffy, way too small apartment, a room in a house. I'd just been kicked out of my apartment and. Uh, my buddy was like, "Well, you can come live in the spare bedroom," and this was like harry potter style under the cupboard room <laughs> and so i could barely fit my like like my bed took up the entire room and then i had like my tv sitting right next to me you know and like i just comp i just made it with like headphones and hooked my computer into my laptop i uh, hooked my laptop into my tv and just made and that was like the first one of the first ones that kind of like popped off a little bit i think um, Mega Ran retweeted it at the time, and uh, a lot of people. Do you started... remember? Do you remember like what the very first game is that you ever remixed? Hmm, that would, yeah, that would be Chrono Trigger. Oh wow, that makes sense. Is I, that uh, one? Is that one live somewhere where you can still see it? Or it's on my SoundCloud, I think. Yeah. Okay. I was doing, and if you go like way back to like when Robo Rob wasn't even Robo Rob yet, and I was like fiddling with electronic music. 
Um, you just rob at the time. I was just, yeah, I was just <laughs> not, I wasn't even trying. I was just like, oh, FL Studio 6. Cool. What is this? What is Fruity Loops? And <laughs> just dinking around with like all the really shitty, like fake bit stuff on there and like Garage trying to make, ch- trying to make chip tunes, but like it wasn't really chip tunes. It was just really bad, happy hardcore. <laughs> like, it was, uh, it so was I, don't, fun, I don't think I ever asked you. Did, have you made music for an official game yet? Like that's that's released. Have you done that? I feel like um, you have, right? I've uh, well, it's it's. I feel like it's a curse because I've started okay. on on three games now um, that were you know funded on Kickstarter or you know or had their or the other one of the other ones um, they had paid me already. They had paid me up front and said here's money to do the soundtrack for this we need you know this and this and this from you um and then one of the guys just said i'm done i don't care about this game anymore and just moved back to norway and wow that, that was it um and then the other one was um i do okay so i do have my i do have my i have music in a, a bunch of mobile games um from back in the day, I don't think you can even get them anymore. Um, they just don't work on the new version, right? Of yeah, yeah they're, just, or they're just so old. Um, yeah, yeah. And then I made like I made like a bunch of music, for, like a jazz lounge trio. Like I played all the drums, bass, and get, and piano by myself. Recorded all of it, you know, like a one man band I type can, of thing. I couldn't even get down one instrument. <laughs> hey, I can play. I can play aerials. Okay, that's that's like the extent of what I can do. There's a difference aerials between aerials and aer- areolas, Tom. That is yeah. true. I don't have those. Um, but I've done, um, and, but yeah, and then those guys, um, they just, they decided to not do mobile games anymore and went off somewhere. So like that music was made and it was bought and it was licensed and it's being used somewhere. I don't know where, but I get, I'm getting, I'm getting royalties. It's just somewhere out there in the ether. (laughs) It is. I think so. Someone said that, um, they think that it's being still being used in like you know when you go to vegas and they have those um slots machines and stuff oh, that you can play yeah. on like the That's, new like vi- like the ones with all the visuals they're a lot more like there's some right. of the, they're the most honest uh organizations i know when it comes to paying royalties so that makes sense <laughs> so so yeah they, i i think that my the rights to the tr- to the track got sold to them and then but i still own the some of the mechanic i still own the mechanical license for them so mm. They still they still pay me. I still get a paycheck from it. So, yes, my music's in a video game, but kind of not really. <laughs> um, and then I want to say, like, if if remixing counts, then yes, I've had some official remixes that have been then that have been officially released by by the company, like Crypt of the Necrodancer and mm-hmm. uh, Kingdom Hearts, and um, and then. So you then, actually got to work with Danny B on that, or? I did get to work with Danny B. Oh, that's uh, so fucking cool, man. Yeah. He makes some sick music. He really does. Um, yeah. So uh, Flex Style, who is uh, another mm-hmm. uh, really great producer in the Overclocked Remix scene for a long time, he hit me up. We've been friends for a while. And this was back in like 14 or 15, I think. Um, he hit me up and he said, hey, have you heard of this little game called Crypt of the Necrodancer? And I'm like, fuck yeah, I have. This game is fucking awesome. And he's like, okay, well, they're doing a DLC for it, and we get to remix all of the tracks. Yeah, and that was the, what did they call it? Um, uh, overclocked DLC. Overclocked, yeah. 
And it came out at the same time as um uh I wait, what did they what did they call the 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 last expansion for it? Anyways, I forget um, the name. Yeah, but it but it came out simultaneously simultaneously with uh the the last DLC they did for the official DLC they did for the game. And but like so many other people that are in our community had also like remixed that album and like made some good money and gotten good exposure off of that game. So I was stoked, you know? Yeah, um, that's super, super awesome. Yeah, we got I absolutely to, love the music in that game and uh the overclocked version of it was was incredible. Yeah, it was so much fun to work on. I did all the I did five remixes. Um one of them was the Mega Rand boss track that I got to remix, which was really fun. And then um the and then I mastered the entire project. I was a mastering engineer. So that that was uh that's one of those that's one of those ones that's like still paying uh, bills. Yeah. <laughs> you, put, you put your masters on the title at all or no? The that album can be found on Bandcamp and Spotify. Okay. So I know with, that title yeah, does offer the uh what's it called? You can upload masters to title, so like it's the same quality as the masters. That's what I like about them a lot. Oh yeah, that's what I like about title. Yeah, that's what I'm that's yeah, title's great. Um, if you get approved. There, it's weird, man. Like there'll be some of my tracks get on there. Some of them, they're just like, nope, nope, we don't want this on here. Like okay. Jay-Z's just like, nah, no, we don't care about this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with that in mind, if you could choose any video game or like series that you could make music for, which one would you choose to make music for? If you just had like the opportunity like to choose any game series. Give me a give me divinity. Divinity? Like oh, yeah. um Original Sin. Original Sin, yeah. Wow. Oh. That's an interesting selection. Why is that? Uh, I just love Larian Studios. I love I love every game that they've put out. I'm praying to God that Baldur's Gate 3 doesn't f- shit the bed because it was it didn't look that good when they did the, the play test demo. <laughs> I actually I actually haven't gotten to play uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 yet, um, but I heard it's even better than the first one was, and I enjoyed yeah. the first one. Yeah, the both of them are great. I think I have a combined total of like at least over a thousand hours with both of those games. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, like every time you go into a new map or a new area, the the music builds off of the motif from the last area. So it, the music is just kind of like evolving and expanding in all the different areas you go in the world. Um, and then, you know, of course, when you go to like different realms or whatever, they have their own themes. And um, as you build your lair up, the music is it builds as well. So it's like very dynamic in that sense. And like, I'm a fucking sucker for dynamic music and video games. I do. I love it too. Oh, absolutely. That's one of my favorite things. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to, we're definitely going to get into that. So with that, let's go ahead and move into the first official section here. We're going to talk about triple a space. Some of our favorite soundtracks of all time. So Mm. DJ Roborob, what, what are your, some of your favorite soundtracks of all time and why? Okay. So I picked three. And this is like a very loose top three. I feel like maybe right, like right. a top 20, you know? Oh um, my God. This was so hard to narrow down to just <laughs> really, three that I wanted to talk about. Because I, if you know uh, me, I, I, do it, I do nothing but listen to video game music was, like all the time. It was hard for me to get a top three on AAA on indie. It was hard for me to 
like get enough to get up to three. Whereas triple A, it was like I had like fifty thousand games I wanted to put on here. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, do you just want me to name off three games, or do you want so me? So let's go just one start one? with the first one and talk about it. Okay, Doom 2016. Uh, yep, it's on yeah. mine. That was yeah, one of my top three. <laughs> it's just so... You can't beat that soundtrack. No, dude, it's just so <laughs> fucking metal, dude. And it sets the mood perfectly. And especially, like, my favorite my favorite parts of how it is the dy- how dynamic it is, like we, oh like we just said. Like, yep. you'll, you'll pull a trigger, and then as it hits the... As it hits them, as the shot hits them... The music starts it just goes boom right into yep. it and then like as you as you progress and like if your health gets really low the music changes a little bit and, you know there's like some filters come in so like you know that like oh i'm hurting ah oh, like you can hear that you know when you're in your headphones and and like man like and the quiet parts too like if you're doing exploration or puzzles it's just really quiet and there's like this really dark atmosphere and there's so much tension there and then all of a sudden you're just pop right back into ripping and tearing through shit man but i fucking love that fucking love Dude, that. if you guys Nick have ever Gordon seen is a fucking genius oh my god i if you guys have, i'm sure you guys have seen the behind the music i know logan has i'm sure that you have uh, today yeah it is so crazy the way he describes it is like perfect he's like you could you like you feel you like the music makes you feel like you're reaching into the mouth of the demon. Like it is mm-hmm. so crunchy. Like it, when you punch, like the music punches and it has like no restraint and ev- every single track is just so hardcore. It's crazy. And the way that he mixed in like the new age, like tech with the metal is yeah. just on a whole nother level. Yep. Well, you remember that video and how they did it, right? If you don't mind, I can give a little bit of insight to that because I yeah. watched it again today. He took just pretty much a sine wave for a lot of the songs and put it through a bunch of different devices uh, and split everything it up. It looked and like a computer it. for NASA. Dude, it was ridiculous. <laughs> and at one point, he was using a nine-string guitar because he was taking the normal riffs you would have and just played them at a lower octave. And then it, it, it was just ridiculous. And it, you can feel Mick Gordon's passion for that music in the music when you hear it. So, that, I mean, that's how awesome that music is. Yeah. Well, it's ridiculous too, because like in this part here where he's talking about, um, I have it up here where he's talking about like he was trying to bring it down, and then he and then he gets the you know, uh, the the other guitar, and then he's like, we need to go lower, and then he like takes the main riff and like stretches it into a whole new, entirely different song that still keeps the exact vibe that Doom had originally. You can see the passion when he talks about it, like how much he cares about the original Doom soundtrack, you know? Right. Yeah. I just can't. I can't believe that this guy strung all of this together. It it, it blows my mind. Every time I hear the soundtrack, I it, it gives me chills. Like, like, look at this. Like, how many wires he's got running through the setup. It's some of the craziest crap I've ever seen. I can't remember who... Oh yeah, it was uh, yeah Bobby Prince. He is the original um, composer for for Doom, so <clears throat> he drew a lot of like crazy fucking inspiration from those games. Obviously, because 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 that Mick Gordon did essentially what like people like me's dream job is. You take you take an old game and you're hired to do to remake the music so it it's fit for this time frame. You know, like right right. If if someone asked me to be to to like turn chrono trigger into 
an orchestral suite for this day and age, I would lose oh my, my God. mind. Just be my dream come true, you know. Like so, obviously, uh, all three of us, uh, three of us had that. I don't know. I did. Was that on your list, Tom? Uh, no, but that's because I've played maybe thirty minutes to an hour of the of oh uh, twenty sixteen Doom. Uh, it, I it's own like it, one of my favorite. But I, I just I gotta get I gotta get through it. So so yeah, what, what, I haven't experienced it. So what was your next one, uh, Rob? God of War, the God newest of one. War. Oh my God! Yeah, they've got some. I didn't even. I didn't even think about God of War actually. Yeah, you 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 want to talk about how how you can take an old game and make it new with the music? Bear McCreary did an amazing job. It showed that Kratos, like, had moved past all of his shit. Right, all that Greek mythology. He's still rooted in it. Like, he's still. It's still a part of him. And you you see that in other parts of the game too, like obviously with the gameplay, and then towards the end of the game, you get his fucking chains back and shit. But like, he's moved past that, and he still has those scars, and you still hear the remnants of like the of that in the music. But it's mostly like this huge Nordic soundscape that lets you know that like we are in a different realm. Like this is a different place. We have different prop priorities here. We've moved on past, you know, revenge and killing, and we wanna we wanna have a family and teach our fa- teach our keep them safe and this and that. Yeah, man, just the storytelling and the and the character development through the through music. Um, they, they use again what's called a mo- motif for each character. Um, anytime there's a main character on the on the screen, or they're having a they're having a one of their amazing fucking cutscenes going, you'll hear remnants of a different melody here and there, right? And right, then, that's like their their own melody. I think me and you have actually talked about this before. We have, yeah. Um, motifs are like one of those things that I go fucking ape shit crazy over there's because there's so much fun you can do so much with them right well it's, and it's crazy how much it adds to like that feel of like bringing in that character into not only the visual part of the scene but into the the creation of the music right um so if and for anybody who doesn't know um what a motif is it's like a very simple easy to remember basically melody that can be reshaped or you know it can be accompanied differently through different parts of like if you think of like princess leia's theme or the star wars theme not the not the main star wars theme but like if you think back to star wars and you think of princess leia's music right every time Mm -hmm. but but when but through in every different movie when she's on the screen and they start that it's a little different it's a little more whimsical it's a little you know, it's got different strings playing behind it or something. And that's what I love about about games like like this, like like God of War. I it would tells- say if people have an, a hard time understanding what can become a motif, I would say things that people like meme today, like easy parts of songs that you can easily recognize no matter what it's in, like something from Undertale or something. I would say that tune slash. Well, and Undertale, it. Undertale even has it itself. It has uh, yeah. specific ri- like parts that are in like multiple songs, just in yeah. slightly different ways. Yeah. Speaking of like, that's one of the tracks that I remixed uh, last year. Um, I did a uh, yeah Field of Hopes and Dreams remix from Delta Room, mm-hmm. but I sprinkled in a bunch of little tiny motifs from from undertale one from the first game right right you you can hear it if you're paying attention but like you know you change it so it kind of fits the fits the beat and fits the key of this of the new song of you know and that's what that like i said like that's every mixer's every composer's dream i think really like when it comes to video game music it's like bring that nostalgia back in bring that like 
feeling of, of, of that you get when you played the game the first time and bring that into a new remix, bring that into, you know, a new it's kind of like game. it's kind of like when you're playing a new Mario Brothers game and you hear that original riff, but in like a slightly different way, and it just brings mm-hmm. that joy like on a whole nother level, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. And they've done that um, with with a lot of the theme songs, and um, even even some of the stuff in Mario Maker Two. It's impressive how they've kind of changed some of the mixes to fit the different new uh, what do you call it? Like the uh, the different vibes oh, for the different. Yeah, the level theming. Yeah, yeah, you definitely the so with Mario Maker two, and they actually did with one a little bit too. Depending on what background you go with, the music completely changes. Yeah, and then of course you have like Yoshi's theme, which they lay across like everything you know for when he's a part of it. But uh, so you you said you have one more, Rob? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> and it's no surprise that I picked Final Fantasy seven. God damn it, my list <laughs> is over. <laughs> did you pick all three the same ones? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Only two. Oh yeah, he nailed mine on the head. No, I don't <laughs> any of those games. I mean, Nobu just broke boundaries with that yeah. game, man. Yes. <laughs> so then, what song? What song would you pick? Uh, like, like as in, like pick best my one child. of the Uh, Genova, still more fighting. Shinra's theme prelude of course but that's an every game um i would say the chosen by the planet is probably yeah. the most iconic one i remember the most from final fantasy 7 yeah i don't know i could just listen to final fantasy 7 music all day <laughs> <laughs> but because i knew you're gonna be on this podcast i had some backups so <laughs> <laughs> i actually brought back up too because i knew that me and logan and, and probably me and you were gonna have some crossover <laughs> Yeah, it's funny because like I, I've listened to so much Final Fantasy music in my lifetime because I absolutely love the music, but I've just never been into the actual game. It's just one of those weird spaces. It's even like like Mega Man is the same way for me. I've listened to a lot of Mega Man music because I love mm. it, but I've just I just never got into the game, you know? That's exactly how Mega Man is for me. I love all the themes and oh, all the so different, good. All the different Mega character Man themes, man. Shit, dude. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, but like I don't think I've ever actually I beat Mega Man 2, but I think that's it. I've never beaten any of the other ones. I played them all, but I just like side scrollers aren't my bag, man. Like I'm not really into side scrollers. So unless it tells the story, God damn it. <laughs> but again, Mega Man Legends was 3D on the PlayStation one. Yeah. I never had a PlayStation one until I was an adult. And at that point it was like, I'm going to play the classics, you know, <laughs> is not Mega Man technically a classic nowadays though? Technically, yeah. I should go back and play it, but I don't care enough <laughs> <laughs> or have enough time. Really? But the yeah, truth uh, will set you free. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't give them. I just don't care anymore. But uh, in the, in that, uh, it's funny that you bring up Mega Man and Final Fantasy VII. Not sure if I've told you yet, Scott, but in the mm-hmm. same vein of Kingdom Heartbeats, uh, we're releasing a Final Fantasy VII remix album on Material Oh my Collective. god, that's gonna be friggin' insane! I can't wait. It's nuts, dude. We and uh, we got James Landino and Varian, Arthur X Medic, uh, Tofi. Uh, like I'm I'm missing people, and I'm gonna feel bad if they listen to this and be like, "What the fuck, Rob?" But like, I have to go change my shorts. Just keep dropping them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, dude, uh, it's gonna be sick. I can't wait. Uh, d- like, too. how long are you guys trying to release that with the um with the release of the remake? Yeah, so funny story. Sebastian, who owns Material Collective, hit me up today, and I've had pre-masters in to him for months now, since like November, right? Early November. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, I'm, 
forgive me for interjecting here, but as someone who doesn't listen to music, because I know not everyone in our stream knows what the heck sure. you're talking about. What is a pre-master? Okay, so pre-master is, is everything is mixed down in, in the song and sounding really good before it goes off to sent, be sent to be, master, be mastered. And mastering is basically equalizing the track out and making it radio-ready sounding. So it gets it louder, makes it sound a little fuller. Um, and it's more of a it's more of a math problem. Um, there's a lot of math involved with mastering, yeah, with mixing. It's drafts, kind of in layman's terms. It's a rough draft. Yeah, pre-master is a pre-master isn't necessarily a rough draft. It is a finished piece. Um, it's just there's still one more step to get it ready to go on the radio, basically. Okay. So yeah, I sent him all my final mix downs. Uh, yeah, back in November, and um, he he's like, okay, these all sound good, and like we had like we had painstakingly recreated all the orchestral parts that we wanted. So there's no sampling done, you know, cause we can't do that these days. You can't just sample an old CD. It's not, that's not legal. Uh, so we did all, we reorchestrated everything and we had talked about getting, you know, a live chamber choir for one winged angel remix. And I was stoked, you know, like it's freaking awesome. That ended up never happening for one reason or another. And we sent off those pre-masters to get mastered with a hundred percent copyrighted samples from the original uh one winged angel (laughs) 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 and and he hit me up today months later going hey rob slide oversight here (laughs) but uh we're gonna need you to fix this sample in this one track or we're gonna get sued by sony (laughs) please do not get a sued by sony rob (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he he didn't go into that much detail but like that's what would happen you know like he's being right. like please fix this now <laughs> like because he we were literally gonna get we were literally pressing things on monday and and so he's like you need to fix this now <laughs> uh it was just really funny because we were so meticulous about it for like five months we were working on this album ever since basically ever since kingdom heartbeats was successful sebastian was like okay let's do final fantasy 7 like let's do another one let's get the next one rolling earlier than before so yeah. and what a lot of people don't understand about that song is the fact that every time you see that main villain from that game in a different game that song is always associated with it mm-hmm. and so like that song has survived the decades because of they know it belongs to him like it's iconic it's one of those things where you you know exactly what it is when you hear it if you've played games before. Right. Even just even just the weird like if you can't even you don't even understand the Italian, you don't know what they're saying, but then they go so far yeah. off. And it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> imagine imagine just playing like Witcher 3 and all of a sudden you hear it and you're like, wait, wait a what second. the fuck? You start uh, looking around. No. Shit. You're like, come on, come on, bro. fucking real. Oh, come on, man. Geralt could definitely kick the shit out of yeah. out of Zephyroth, yeah. man. <laughs> All right, so uh, Logan, go ahead. What is your uh, what are your top ones? Well, going back to The Witcher, I would have to say The Witcher. I wouldn't, per- so I wouldn't, I personally wouldn't consider them indie anymore, just because these yeah. map the size of their company, like That's the amount fair. of money they bring in, and they yeah. own more than just The Witcher now. Like they have a publishing store, things like that. So they're closer yeah. to what Activision is today. They're just not like Activision. I like. Eastern European, like older music. I, I don't know what it is about it, but I, I like it a lot. It's it's pretty unique. It's unique enough to where they copied a lot of the style into the Netflix show. And you you definitely can see that with like, well, I think the song is called uh, Geralt of Rivia on Netflix. And it was in the trailer. And you can tell it's heavily influenced by 
the game itself. Because obviously they didn't take the game songs and just throw them into uh, the Netflix show. And I would have to say the music matched the settings, like whatever was happening, the cutscene, the combat, things like that. It matched it really well. So I just, I, The Witcher, the most unique thing about it, and I like this a lot, is it's not generic fantasy music. They didn't just, oh, Skyrim and everyone else does this. We're just going to have our own generic. They went out of their way to match the culture of the area where The Witcher was supposed to take place and things like that. And that's what the music was based around. I like that a lot. So this this game was actually in my top as well. I everything from like the intense battle music to the more calm music, everything just fits the moment so well. Um, and even like the the bard stuff they do with like Priscilla is it's like it is so well done. Like the way even yeah. like the way that they they cut that scene with Priscilla where she's singing about um you know the wolf and how she'd follow him and all that stuff. It's it's crazy. Every every piece of music in this game I absolutely love. And I think some of my favorite, just because they're so fun and uplifting, and they do use them in other parts of the game in the DLC, is the stuff from Gwent. I love the Gwent the music in, in, Gwent, in Gwent. It is really good. Uh, it's so and good. The standalone Gwent too is pretty yeah, good. Yeah. It is really good. And then another game I picked for AAA was uh Silent Hill 2. Because that music has also survived the test of time and was even used in the movie, like direct copies slash re- envisionings of the music was used in the movie from Silent Hill 2 and it survives in some of the newer games today and I think when it comes to horror games yeah you got your spooky jump scares other stuff like that when Silent Hill does have some of those but I think the like dark world type deal like where everything's like what's the term for that like end of the world type scenario basically everything's dreary yeah yeah similar to that and the music matched it matched it perfectly like they couldn't have done a better job, I think, with Silent Hill 2. And then they obviously kept that music. So they seem to think so, too. Yeah, it was uh, just so dark and ambient and like industrial and trippy, man. Like, and he didn't yeah. he didn't really uh, use too much. Like he, he did, you know, have have a lot of stuff at his exposure at his disposal. Excuse me. But uh He's a guitarist, if I remember correctly. He doesn't really. He composed everything. He composed everything on guitar, and then did a lot of cool shit with like manipulating sound, um, the sound channels with the PlayStation, um, with the PlayStation sound engine. Yeah, I I can't remember where I saw this documentary, but there there is a documentary online about. I can't remember the guy's name right now, but I I do remember that specifically that he like he's a guitarist first and like just translated all of that into all into like working within the box of the sound playstation one sound engine the playstation two sound well, engine from that documentary because i remember it um they did kind of what mick gordon did for doom where he would just use older equipment that couldn't handle the output of the the decibels of the music to change right. what it sounds like to make it more i guess grungy i don't know what the yeah. term is for that um they used the playstation one's hardware limitation for that <laughs> right so it's that's like, so wow, awesome wow. <laughs> That goes down to knowing your equipment, right? Not necessarily yeah. the the actual hardware itself, like what yeah. the hardware can handle. Like they knew what the PlayStation was capable of, and they pushed a little bit past that limit because they knew it would change what it sounded like, and it, it did. It's and so crazy if, that people think on that level uh, for the for the music in these video games, and I think that just show, goes to show the kind of passion that goes into some of these soundtracks. You know? Yeah, it's what separates your average person who makes music on the laptop for like, Hey, I made some background music for your track from people who are remembered and make, you know, tracks that survive the test of time. Right. 
And then, of course, I can go back to Doom real quick because I don't. Doom is hold such a special place for me because that music, it, it's perfect for the game and it makes you want to keep playing. And one of the good things or one of the um, crazy things I learned about the music was the early stages of the game when they're developing it. Nobody was playing the game the way the developers wanted them to because the, the music wasn't right. They weren't going around, running around and being offensive and things like that. They were playing it more of like a hide behind cover, shoot things and hide again and stuff like that. Yeah. And then once the actual music got introduced into the game, it changed the way the developers, their play testers, and other people who had early access play the game entirely. So it, it, it's crazy how much music can influence how people play and treat a video game. I, yeah, I, I like, like that. Logan listens to the soundtrack so much that I won't go in the kitchen when he's in there because like when he's making his cereal with Doom music on, it's a whole <laughs> different kind of experience. Like you've never seen one make cereal like this. I you go in there and get punched in the stomach. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I said I make like, better oh, pancakes <laughs> because I make pancakes to doom music. Okay. <laughs> no, but like <laughs> demon blood syrups. <laughs> yeah. Specifically, BFG Division. Though, I think that's the name literally the song, the song right? I have on because the BFG Division is like the epitome of like the doom soundtrack to me. So there was this post once, and this is kind of uh, it's. I would say I, I can make it safe for work. So it was about not so safe for work personal objects people can use and how it hooks up to Bluetooth and works to your music. Oh my god! The song that would be playing, it's like, yeah, you're not a you're not a real gamer until you play BFG or you know play it to BFG Division, whatever. Oh my god! Yeah, what's up, gamers? (laughs) (laughs) So we call it pro gamer move. The, the, this game in every way is is so cr- I can't wait to see what they do with the sequel and what they do with the music in the sequel as well because they're doing so much more with this next game it, it's going to be mind boggling I'm sure and we've only got a few days left two weeks from today actually yeah I hope they don't do the normal Bethesda treatment we've seen lately with some of the other games because I like Doom so as a kid I loved this game oh quick fact um, he used that stupid plugin. I can't remember what it's called, but it mixes uh, two different sounds together and tries to pull aspects from one song or one sound to the other. And so for his guitar riffs, he took the old chainsaw sound from the original Doom. So that way the guitar riffs sounded like the chainsaw. What? Yeah, that's how he did it. That's awesome. Doom. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, man. <laughs> that is ridiculous. All right. So moving over to Tom. Tom, what do you have? So uh, it's it's cool listening in because you guys mentioned games that I never even like think of. And I know we're doing this later tonight uh, as Uh a, you know, name the song. But the first song on my list is so like notable that even gamers know the sound. I'm going to make the noise and see if you guys can pick up on it. (laughs) All right. It's going to fail so bad. No, It's going to be horrible. All right. So it's gonna go. Doo, 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 oh yeah, doo. Halo. Doo, 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 doo. Hey. Within three notes, you knew exactly yeah. what I was talking about. Yeah, Halo, the whole franchise, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mainly, you know, the second one really stuck with me, but the third one had a lot of power to it. But that that Halo noise—I don't want to call it noise—but the 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 those three beat. It is so noticeable that it's so powerful to me as a audio in a game. You can literally close your eyes and you can picture something in Halo when you hear, 
you know, that, um, you know mission exactly on Halo right. Three, where uh, at the end of it, you grab the two tanks and then go back through the area. To yep. blow oh my up. god! Or the the final mission in Halo Three when you're riding in the Warthog, and that that song is just blasting, dude. Oh my yeah, god! You're, you're just going ham, and like shit is just blowing up, and you're just like, oh my god, this you, is amazing. You know what's funny is this was on my list too, Tom, and specifically the note I wrote was Halo. But specifically, Halo Two. <laughs> <laughs> like no, no, no joke. Like actually, my notes. <laughs> yep. Because hey, like, not, not only did they have like such an intense, like, uh, like widespread of like everything from like uh, sci-fi to kind of like calming, and then they they have like the um, the choir kind of stuff in there, mm-hmm. and then they also have my favorite part of a lot of the tracks is when the war drums start going, and they have that tribal yeah. beat. Oh my god, when you hear the war drums kick in is like one of my favorite moments. Like you guys were talking earlier about dynamic music, right? You mm-hmm. could tell when the flood was coming by the music of the game. Yeah. You could literally tell flood was coming because music would change and you'd be like, oh shit. Too bad they didn't have that have kind that of technology back then that worked like what they did with Doom because I think the soundtrack for Halo and the gameplay would have felt a lot better if they had the same technology then as we do now for dynamic music. I think a lot of first-person shooters need to look need to look at Doom and just be like, why is every single movement in that game so impactful? And learn from that because, like, oh my god, everything! Like, every, when you open a door, you feel like a badass. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's the old door noise too. Yeah. <laughs> So Halo is definitely the the first one that popped in my head when I. It's always it it's always gonna have a special place for me. Everything yep. from just the opening title when you open up Halo yeah. or Halo Two, just oh, listening to it. Yeah. yeah, they haven't changed it, which is great. I know. Like, and it the the audio to me had like as someone who is not auditorial inclined, I can't even say the word right. He's not word inclined um, either, guys. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> um, you can spell though. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I can hangman for a motherfucker, but I can't spell. All right. Um. Anyways, you know, shovel knight. Um. Yeah. Anyways. Uh. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So like the, the the music has to be that strong for yeah. it to survive as long as a Halo franchise has, right? Because yeah. they do reuse songs. They, I mean, they may edit them a little bit, but for the most part, a lot of their songs are similar, and it's because they're so strong, which I thought was yeah. amazing. I would say it's definitely uh, when they reuse it, it's not as blatant as Pokemon. Even yeah. though I love Pokemon, yeah. but it's not That's as blatant. Um, so my second one, and this is kind of a throwback, and I had to figure out if this was actually indie or if it was technically AAA, okay. um, but was Command and Conquer. So uh, Red Alert specifically. Yeah, Red Alert 2 so is my jam. The, the Red Alert soundtracks for Command and Conquer um, and even generals, if you want to go command and conquer generals, either or they really made you feel like a badass for a 2D RTS. <laughs> like, yeah, you're for their building, for building their and you're you're feeling like a a straight bamf as you're running around, you know, and as you're ordering people around and the and with their their musical audio paired with their sound effects of like um, understood or you know like like affirmative, you know, it it paired really really well the sound effects to the actual music itself, because the sound effects weren't drowned out by the music, but the music wasn't drowned out by the sound effects either. They really, really drived. And I really thought that was kind of cool about it. I've actually never played this game. Just listening to the music, it's it's pretty solid so far, just with the gameplay here. Honestly, when it comes to RTSs, I remember Rise of the Nations soundtrack more, but I did have a lot of fun with this game. I've never played Rise of the Nations, so I couldn't speak to it. You'd like it. 
<clears throat> Red Alert um, has that one that just always gets me. Uh, it's called, it, and I think it's basically just called Hell March. Yeah, um, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'll play That's, it right now. It's just that signature sound, man. Like it, it started out as like it starts out just with that, and then the top guitars come in and like, and just ah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why it's on my list. This makes yeah, me feel man. like a badass. Like, yeah, man, oh, yeah. for sure. <laughs> and in a game that like could easily if, if the audio was worse, it could literally ruin this kind of game. Because as an RTS, audio is a huge thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Um and if it, it if it wasn't as good as it was, it could have killed the franchise. You know? Well, I, yeah, yeah. Command and Conquer has its uh it's got some problems, but but it's still it's still a good game. But yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was looking at audio, not necessarily the game itself. I was looking at audio here. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, and then the third on my list, and this is kind of a two-parter, um, was the Red Dead Redemption games, both mm. one and two. Um, as a person who grew up in the rural area of the world, um, it really kind of called to me. I'm not a huge fan of like country music, but I really felt immersed when I was in it. Like. The audio is not like upbeat tempos, really. It's really kind of more immersive. I don't know how to describe it besides immersive. Well, it's just immersive as I play it. It's just like I feel like I'm truly there when the music is going, you know. And my only caveat was I wish it would, you know, play it more often because there is a lot of dead zones where it just doesn't play any music at all. And all you hear is like sound effects. We talked about oh. this with Zelda last week, but I can't stand it when games could actually have some of that calming music they already have in the game going for a spot and they don't use it. Like, that frustrates no. me. Mm. Exactly. So, like, <clears throat> if if they had constant music, that would be my caveat. But the music they do have is really good. It's really relaxing. Yeah. Um, and I, I really, really enjoy listening to it as I play the game. Uh, it's one well, of those games where I can turn off my own music and just listen to game music. They, um, I know that I know I watched, I remember watching a documentary on the music, how they made the music for it. And it's all, it's all organic. There is nothing in that game that is made with a computer, um, which in this day and age is just like, wow, like (laughs) blows my mind, you know, like, and, and like he would say, you know, he, like he would just, um, he, he, uh, Woody Jackson is the guy who did it. He, like, he would, he would play a guitar riff. And then be like, okay, that's kind of cool, I guess. And then just like, you know, sound cool. I guess if um a French horn came in here and he just picks up a French horn, he's like, and that's the riff we used for this part of the game. Like, <laughs> he's just he's just a really talented music nerd and uh, really knows how to work music, uh, organic music into video games. He did it with Red Dead Redemption One. Um, I I he, I, th- I think he also did. He also worked on Max Payne, the Max Payne games, um, and then uh, the the detective game that was like really good at the time. L.A. Um, Noir. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, and, and then obviously he did Grand Theft Auto Five as well. So, um, yeah, man, he's just he's just talented. He's so talented. And I think it, I think it, they won Best Award for best music and score in a game for yeah. in, at the game awards in 2018. Right. I think too, dude, I personally think that Red Dead Redemption's uh, the first one, the, the original Red Dead Redemption. I think it's music score was better than the second one personally. Mm. In my opinion. Yeah. But the second one did run an award. Yes. 
I I think that the the just like the like the ambient normal music is better in the first one, but like the second one has some of those tracks that are in just like the perfect time of the storyline. Because if there's yeah, one thing that Red Dead Redemption Two did right is the story, and like yeah. they nailed it with the music that goes with the story, it's absolutely incredible. I can see that. I can definitely see that for sure. You definitely get the the feeling that they want to portray at the point they want you you know to feel it. Um, so I well, and I think, and I think Red Dead Redemption One. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it had more of like a grungy feel to the game and mm-hmm. like the Western style that we're going for, and the music reflected that. And I also remember it in a much more fun way than the second game. Yeah, the the first game was more like, like yeah, you know, Arthur's an outlaw in the second one, but more it's like Arthur's story. Whereas in the first one, it's like, well, you're just you're an outlaw, and. The, the story was definitely not as good in the first one. I did have I one th- honorable mention, too. Sorry, go ahead. Rob. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I still remember having a really good time with the first one. Like, those scenes where you were, on, like, on the moving train and you had to, like, dodge shit and then, like, get your get your shots lined up and shit like that. that was, it was really fun. Uh, I think... I think what killed it, what killed that game gameplay wise killed for me was like it, it was trying to be too much like a Grand Theft Auto Western mm-hmm. and, and it. when it should have just been like a Western, you know, like it yeah. but, and I think they really pulled it off with Red Dead Redemption too. Like that game feels like you're Making fucking own, in, a, you're in a Western. Yeah. It's, it's your own yeah, game, yeah. your own story. Um, and you're not just like running around doing all these side missions and shit. I agree. Yeah, the, the honorable mention I had, by the way, was The Division, uh, both the first one and the second one. Oh, amazing um, music. Oh, my God. The, the music in those games is phenomenal. It's dynamic. Um, and it's, again, paired with sound effects, like of when you're just going into your map or coming out of your map or going into the dark zone or mm. like all these different actions cue sound effects, which can cue music but don't always you know it only does it when it feels that necessary um that was yeah the witcher does the same thing and i like it it's it i really like the the music in the division i think for me um because i played a little bit of the division i enjoyed the i enjoyed the rpg elements of it quite a bit um because like we were talking earlier, like I'm not as much of a first person shooter game. So like mm-hmm. when I was like, oh, I can like build my build my character and, you know, like their guns, like it's not really like I don't have to like actually aim and get headshots and, you know, do all this 360 no scope bullshit. Yeah, it's a and lot more casually oriented. Yeah, for sure. Um, so when when you like you were saying, like when you go to these different areas and and they have you know, different dynamic music or like fighting starts. And so that brings another, that brings a different part of a track in that kind of stuff like that. They did hundred yeah, percent agree with you. Like fucking love that game. I feel like I missed out now. Cause I listened to my own music the only time I played this game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it goes for me with destiny, right? Like I listen to their music a little bit and I just listen to my own music. So I think says, when it oh, comes to, to game music, it's like, eh. yeah. Well, when it comes to like shooters specifically, I can pump on almost any kind of jam and have a good time. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, so just throwing something on to listen to while doing a shooter is always great, regardless of what the track is. You know what I, I mean? Have I can different have different playlists. Yeah. No, I do too. I do too. Well, it also, did, it also uh, it suffers from the same issue that we were talking about with Red Dead, where there yeah. are long periods of lulls. So 
it right. makes you want to turn on your own music so that it's constantly playing. That is the number one thing that'll make me turn on a playlist is too much dead yeah. air. Yeah, that's a big suffer of this game for sure. So for me, obviously, I had Halo and I had Doom. Um, my last one, which obviously is probably one of the soundtracks I've listened to more than anything, um, is Elder Scrolls. The the music is just so well done. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's hard to like do a top music of all time and not mention how great the Elder Scrolls so, Elder so, Scrolls music is. Um, so wait, specifically, wait, Oblivion. Question. What's up? Oh God, I was just gonna ask you, Skyrim or, or Oblivion? And if you didn't say Oblivion, I was gonna come in there and like. I don't know. Take your headphones off your head or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's just I, one of those things where, like, even today, right? Today, I was like listening to uh, the Oblivion soundtrack and the um, and Skyrim, and it, and it's still like, it still puts like chills down my spine just listening to it. I actually had this one on my list too, but I took it off thinking someone else would have it. I'm surprised. It I figured. I figured like, Logan would have it. I took it off on purpose because I knew you'd probably do it. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like every single track is so magical. Like that, like that's the perfect way to describe it. They're so magical in like the way that their tone comes in and like the way that they fit the world that they build. And I, and I said specifically Oblivion because it also has to do with like the way that Oblivion portrayed the world compared to Skyrim, which was a lot more gray. Oblivion felt a lot more like uh, like a higher fantasy to me in in certain ways, and I really appreciate that about Oblivion. Um, and just even just when you when you start the game up and you hear the 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 very first theme song, it just it grabs you. You know what I mean? And you just feel like you're a part of that world because the music is just so freaking mystical. Yeah, it has the same through the valleys menus like the menu audio alone is just memorable. Oh my god, I know. You should you should look in you should look into I'm I'm glad you named it off because you should look into Jeremy Soul's work. Oh, um, I have. Trust yeah, me. Yeah. Me too. He did. Jeremy Jeremy Soul did. and Mick yeah. were like my top 2 artists of last year on Spotify. Oh, for sure. Um Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I believe that, man, cuz like he did what are some of my favorites from him? I know he did um Guild Wars which was like Guild Wars one and all the expansion was my shit back in the day. Like that was, that was my MMO. I don't play MMOs that Mm -hmm. much. That was it, you know? Um, And Guild Wars two was, I played a lot as well. until recently Um, he did the Knights of the Real Republic uh, MMO game. He did uh, EverQuest. He did Neverwinter Nights. Um, this guy just owns the fantasy soundscape. Yeah, he just <laughs> oh, yeah. knows. He does. How, he just knows how to write. I think it's he did Baldur's Gate um, back in the day. Um, I almost tried to move my mouse off the screen. Uh, I think <laughs> there's a mouse uh, on the Oblivion screen. I know that his first. Um, I know that his first game ever was Secret of Evermore, which was like I played that game oh, when I was ten. Okay. Yeah, I was ten years old when I played that oh, game. Oh my man. god. Like, come on. And like, that was one of those games that as a kid, I was just like, oh man, this music is so cool. You know, like one of those, one of those where you would sit at the, at the screen and just listen to the music and, and that's it, you know? Well, it's one of those things where like, it's like, I'm not surprised. You know what I mean? That like he made those soundtracks because it's, it's like when I, when I heard Crypto the Necrodancer, I was like, this dude has to have made something else that I like, like there's no way. And I have to know it. And yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. 
okay, he made Super Meat Boy's music and he made the Binding of Isaac's music. I'm like, come on, like, holy cow. You talk about like some memorable soundtracks. Like those games it's, are crazy. Uh, it's interesting talking. I, I talked to him one time, like in person. And I was just like, how do you how do you do it, man? Like, how do you get into the indie game composer scene? Because like you're doing great and you were where I want to be. We we're pretty much the same age. I think he's like four months older than me or something. We're both in our mid thirties and like, he's doing what I want to do, you know? So I was like, what do you, how do you do it? He's like, Oh no, I just go lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean I'm that's sure most that's of, it. of it. I mean, that's most of life, right? Just be in the right, right. place, the right time. <laughs> and that's pretty much what he said. He was just like, man, it's like you grind and you grind and you just write, keep writing music and you, you keep, you know, playing music live and doing what you want to do. And like, networking with the right people and then at the end of the day hopefully someone wants to hire you like that's just that's just how what you gotta do it's crazy so, so yeah. uh let's go ahead and move on to the next section uh for indie games rob what are your top indie games for soundtracks of all time uh well we've already talked about one talked about crypto the necronancer it's on mine as well it's my number one choice <laughs> yeah it's my uh i don't really have like again i can't make numbers out of these um right exactly uh, i have, I have so many indie games i couldn't choose um now similarly to you how you said with Mega man um i'm gonna say undertale um thy i didn't really care about that game as a whole um I didn't like the gameplay. I didn't like how I didn't, just didn't really ever jive with me. Right. So, mm-hmm. but all my friends are telling me, you know, it's so good. It's so great. It's amazing. The gameplay is, or the game is amazing. The story is amazing. Uh, and the music is amazing. And that video game is the reason why tiny waves is even a thing. Um, oh, you guys blew it out of the water. Yeah, so we made yeah. that was our f- first big release, you know, our the huge compilation remix album of all of those Undertale songs was our first big, it's fifty six tracks, I think, and fifty two or fifty six, and um, every single one is a banger, like every like, single one, and, and and it's like you guys have even gotten like your own memes from that and stuff, basically, mm-hmm. like like everyone telling Ben like Hoy is like the craziest silly thing, yeah, and it's that absolutely is- amazing. That's his top played track of all time. It's like, huge. It it it's nothing to scoff at. Like you you like ben, you you say people know that no Undertale know the name Ben Brave because of his Temshot yeah. remix, and and that just like that's just one of those things. It's like he you're so integrated into the culture of that game and the scene, and and the music is just like Toby with Toby Fox. My favorite thing about it and my favorite thing with all the remix scene is like he knew going into this that less is more. A lot of those songs are very stripped down. They're very simplistic, but the melodies are really fucking good and the Mm -hmm. chords are really fucking good. And you don't have to you don't have to have these. it, It just goes to show and prove that you don't have to have these huge sweeping grand compositions for your for your video game. Right. Yeah. It can be these simple like you know exactly what that is. It's the battle theme music, you know? It's like you're you're fighting whatever Sans or whatever his name is. And uh everybody knows the da 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 and that turned into a fucking meme. Like huge fucking meme. And oh yeah. And now and now Sans is in Smash, you know, like 
that blows my mind, man. Like this little yeah. indie game made by one dude in his fucking basement. Imagine, <laughs> imagine how he feels that his one of his villains is in Smash. Like imagine oh, yeah. that. Yeah. Jesus. It's crazy, man. And yeah. like just all the different themes and the NPCs personalities are attached to those themes. Like I don't know. I don't know Flowey or I don't know any of the characters from the game perspective, but if you play their theme for me, I could tell you what type of character they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, what's funny is um, when I was in college, I was trying to reach out to get some interviews with different like indie developers. Mm. Toby is the only person that responded to me. Mm. It was crazy. I was like, well, I appreciate the fact that he actually responded to my email and like wrote me back and like he wrote me out like a whole thing of like, yeah, I'd lo- I'd love to do something like that. But like, unfortunately, I'm not taking on any, you know, um, sessions at this at this time and so on. So so it's really cool just to be able to like have that connection and just like him actually respond back. It was yeah. pretty cool. He's a cool guy. Um, yeah. Fun, fun note, because we worked with Louder, who turned into material. Well, that's a long convoluted story of, <laughs> of rights owners actually, but louder it was owned by Sebastian who now so, who sold that. And, and then that was bat, bought by Apple and iTunes um, or CD baby who is owned, who owns all of that distribution shit. So that is huge, right? Louder came from louder started with just publishing remixes and getting licensing correctly done for video game remixes. That's where all that is from. Um, all that comes from, started from, really. Um, and then if, if you move one step further, Sebastian then started Materia Collective. So and the Materia Collective is like now owns rights to Undertale. Yeah, and if... I wonder what, they're, what game they're into. <laughs> uh, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the Final Fantasy... Um, seven shit that they have lined up for for the next couple months is insane they have so much stuff it's i i can't really say much obviously right now but you guys know that mine's mine's coming out yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy um but sebastian said as of and this is as of like two or three years ago at this point i think um it's the first video game to ever make more money off of video game music remixes than royalty and royalties off of that than just sales. That's the first game ever to do that. Yeah. What? That yeah. is insane. We're talking billions. Yeah. It's just it's that's mind boggling. Wow. I don't know. That's that's kind of like weird to think about. Um so I want to go back to um Necrodancer for just a second because mm. Necrodancer was like a huge one for me and I don't want to kind of like I want to give it a little bit of more of attention because like this game was it was actually one of the first games I ever um, supported on like uh, what do you call it uh, like when it was originally being built up on the uh, like when you support a game before it's coming out Kickstarter yeah Kickstarter yeah sorry my brain fart um, <laughs> so it is one of the first games I ever did that and I actually got the game like way before release and I, this game kind of like blew my mind because like I love mm-hmm. you know you know I love video game music and like this game like nailed every track and the dynamic differences between like different parts of the map and like the hot and cold stuff. And like whenever you get close to the, uh, the, the salesman and all that stuff and how like it pumps up the different, uh, you know, the music, it's so crazy. Like how good the music in this game is. I have listened to this soundtrack so many times. I can't even like fathom it. It's, it's ridiculous. 
But I yeah. honestly don't know why I never got into it. Like I, I couldn't tell you. I just I didn't look interesting when I saw it at one point, and then I was then I just never checked it out again. I think well, I and said, I think I said billion. I meant to say millions. <laughs> <laughs> they have not made billions of dollars. Or God damn it! I I'm gonna stop talking. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Well, it's it's also kind of like blew my mind that they actually worked with Nintendo to make a Zelda version of the game. Like that's that's nutty. Like, and their music is also like insanely good. Like, I'm sure you've heard the the Zelda. Yeah, uh, he did all the. Danny did all the music for. Oh that my well. god, it is so freaking good! It's ridiculous. Like how how well this game is done and how just like moving to the beat. It's like one of the most unique game ideas I had seen in a long time, and that's why I supported it. You know. And from the first time, like I played the original stage of it, and like the music captured me from the get go. It's it's so solid. I can't say enough. If you guys want to support a good game, just just buy the game just to buy it. You know what I mean? <laughs> support them because this shit's crazy. That's what I'm gonna have to look into because I've heard so many good things about this game, and I've never dabbled. There's so much strategy to the way that they do the movement system and how, how like what weapons you're currently holding. All that it's it's amazing. Make sure you, make sure you get the amplified it- version. Yeah. Roguelike, technically? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, um, what was your... You had another one, uh, Roborom? Or no? For indie games? Yeah. Till Oh, Transistor. Oh, tra- oh yeah, yeah. Of course. I left that one yeah. off. But that's one of mine, too. Yeah, man. Transistor. Tran- I, I, I never played... Um, I never played Bastion. And Same. so... I, I don't know. I think I just didn't really... I just never really got around to it. But... Once I played Transistor, Transistor, I was hooked. I was a super giant slut, dude. Like the every game that they've put out, especially since then too, is just the best game I've played. The best independent game I've ever played. And I've only be- played the beginning of Bastion. I haven't played this game at all, and I haven't. You're missing out. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. Like you're really missing out. The story is directly linked with the music and it hits um, it hits home pretty hard like it's really good stuff like i have this is the first indie game i've ever cried my balls off like this game is fucking sad and it hits just like all those perfect spots and the, the instrumentation the vocals the the somberness of the of the npcs like and then, and then on top of that, you have this really cool gameplay that is not like any other game you've ever played. It's, it's like kind of turn-based, but kind of like you plan out your moves, but you have to, you have to know which type of yeah. enemy you're fighting. And then if, if you can't, you have to, you have to play with different types of like upgrades and you can, you can add different upgrades to different abilities. But like it's, it's crazy. Like there's an in, there's a depth to this game. Like you could play it on normal and just like then no, just like get through it. But if but if you really want to like dig deep into this game, different components have different musical pieces. So every time you put in a, a different upgrade to a, to a weapon, it changes part of the song that's playing. And oh my god, that's so intricate. That's ridiculous. Like the song itself doesn't change, but a different part of a song right, right. will play. But that's um, still like a lot of work. And then you can just sit there and listen to the music. And they have recorded Ashley Barrett humming all of the songs and they get melodies for every single song in the entire game. And you can just sit there and press on on down on one of your buttons if, and just listen. Like that's crazy. 
it's I'm, so gonna, I'm definitely gonna have to play this here soon yeah dude it's it's really good you'll like this game a lot i reference this game all the time and you know i do when it comes to games yeah no, that i this know same, like and it's this is why because it's such a fantastic game yeah i i, I think i've bought this game on every platform it's come out on <laughs> uh, <laughs> switch playstation pc i have them all <laughs> you don't have to do turn-based if you don't want to right like you can straight no, up attack right you can straight up attack but it's much better it's not it's not turn-based though you 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 can yeah, pause yeah, yeah. you can pause the game it's, right it's, it's yeah. freeze time yeah, it's freeze time, yeah. So you freeze you time, freeze planet, and then execute. And then yeah. execute. And then you have to and then once that once you execute though, you can't pause again and you have to react in real time to what to their to the what the enemies yeah. are doing. Mm. I, I mean I said term based, but I knew what it was because I remember planning different things for different um enemies and stuff. You had to hit them in certain spots, but you never could if you didn't actually use that mode. Right. So, uh, Logan, what do you have for yours? So for indie games, uh, this is one that not anyone else I don't think here has played. They might have, but Moonlighter, I would have to say. So, oh, my God. Dude, Moonlighter, its music, is it's the first game in a long time where like I'm listening to my music and then I hear some of its music in the background because I forgot to turn it off. I'm like, oh, crap. So I pause the music, go to turn the game music off, and I'm listening. I'm like, you know what? No, I'm not turning this music off. This is actually pretty good. And then I listen to the game's music the whole game that or the whole time I played it. So yeah, this is actually one I was looking to start playing here soon as well. I really want to play this game. It looks so good. It's it really make, good. Yeah, it makes it really easy to emotionally connect to the characters and the world, the setting, and everything. And so it's 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 really good. You know, that's actually a good point. Is the like the it's crazy how much music in a game can make you feel a connection to the story. Like if that music yeah. wasn't there, the connection doesn't exist yeah, nearly on the level. Care. You're not going to care about this dude's family or what happens uh, when he's growing up, stuff like that. Like in the first cutscene, which is in the preview of the commercial for the game, but um, you wouldn't feel anything there unless that music was there. And then I would have to say I might get crap from people for this, and I would also consider this a borderline indie company, kind of like um, CD Projekt Red. Is Hello Games No Man's Sky? So, no Man, dude, the way No Man's Sky music was made is mind blowing. It's yeah. mind blowing. I just I like it that it has the aspects of the music where you understand how vast and empty space is, but it doesn't leave mm. you hanging there. It has like the hints and sections of the songs where it encourages you. You know, you want to explore. It gives you that sense of adventure. So like. It's not like it'd be closer to a cosmic horror game if they didn't put those aspects in because you'd realize how alone you really. Well, I mean, before multiplayer came out, that was 100% true. Like how alone you really were and how empty everything was, especially some of the weird planets that like didn't make any sense. Because has does anyone care if I spoil the some of the story for No Man's Sky or does people actually care? I mean, I haven't beat it yet, but I probably never will put the time into it. So like those planets were simulated wrong because you're in a simulation. And so like there's these weird broken planets that have these weird ominous like soundtracks and stuff. And it's crazy. And then once you jump back in your ship and go out back out into space, leaving the atmosphere, that adventure stuff kicks right back in. You're like, all right, next place to go. And like, it just, it keeps changing. Like, yeah, you can, you can definitely feel the, like the unease in like in the background of like some of these soundtracks. And even like uh, the battle music when the Sentinels are coming after you and stuff in this game, like it gives you a sense of urgency. And it's like it's not like Oblivion where it's like, 
oh, where's the wolf for the mud crab at? Because I need this music to go away before I can fast travel. The real se- like, the real sense of urgency there is though is getting away from the guard before he catches you to force you into a conversation and tell you to stop and pay with your blood. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, another another cool thing about um, No Man's Sky music is that it was it the music itself they made all the parts to be procedurally generated. So yeah. it just the same way as like how you go to a planet and the fauna is its own thing and the animals yeah, yeah. are their own thing. The music is its own thing. Uh, so every time you listen yeah, to it, it, hey, it, Rob, it yeah? fauna is animals. <laughs> oh, the animal. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It is. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I still remember that first uh that first, you know, that first glimpse of like how shitty the game was at launch, and that guy was oh, like yeah. showing off like this just tarted looking giraffe raptor thing, and like you see the the, the, the Jurassic Park meme with like the flute yeah. or whatever. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> the recorded. I, <laughs> I can't get enough of that one, dude. That's like one of my favorite memes ever invented. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh my god. Welcome to Jurassic Park. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll still talk a lot of crap, but that's one of the few games that went zero to hero like really well, like really quick. I uh, unfortunately haven't had the time to pick it back up, but all of my friends are playing it again in 2020. And so I'm like, oh, OK, maybe maybe I will. It's a lot of new content, man. I played it for a couple hours when, a couple weekends ago. Yeah, they've they've really been like, um they've really been putting a lot of hard work into it and you have to put a ma- major amount of respect towards that. And then um, I do have uh, one last game for my uh, indie games okay. and that is Hyperlight Drifter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I did some research on the music, why it was done the way it was. And apparently it is inspired by the impressionist movement during when artists were doing the, you know, going through that era, like 1880 to 1925 or something was the time frame, And it was more about conveying a mood than it was actual with like the rhythm and other things oh, like that, staying concise and having a pattern. And so there is a song, I can't think of the name of it, um, done by somebody back in like 1890 or something. And the opening song for Hyperlight Drifter is specific, like pretty close to it, like borderline copyright um, infringement. <laughs> and it's, it's so good. Like, the whole game, everything you do, it's it's the. This music. is another one I missed out on, and yeah. I listened to the soundtrack so yeah, much. I've never played it. I, yeah. I've wa- I actually um, I had a, a some students that I was uh, being a producer for that were making a clone of this game, and I'm like, yeah, you guys are doing great. I never played the game before. <laughs> <laughs> and the, what got me into Hyperlight Drifter and games of that view style kind of was Transistor. Transistors what got mm-hmm. me on the path to play Hyperlight Drifter, and I'm glad for that. And then um, what I, the important part of Hyperlight Drifter is the music is there for one purpose, one purpose only, and it's very important, and it's to convey the mood of where, whatever, wherever you're at and what's happening. It has nothing to do with the gameplay, everything to do with the music. Well, it's cool, too, because this is, um, this is a weird kind of game in the way that like they tell the story completely through the, the world in a, a way that isn't um it's no not like words. direct yeah it's like no words. Like, right it's very 
That is so slick. And you don't see like anyone else do it in that way. And they do it. They've done it so well. And I like this is just from like all the stuff that I've seen in the game because I've I've looked at a lot of stuff for this game. Yeah, and I reference this game a lot when it comes to other games like this. I compare Transistor and and or other games that I think are bad or good to Transistor or Hyperlight mm-hmm. because. They're just very good examples of how these kind of games should be made. And then um, are we doing any honorable mentions now or should I wait till we're done with the uh, last subject? So some honorable mentions. Um, I've got a meme mention. Uh, that's uh, it's not really an indie title, but it's uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Duelist of Roses. Ha 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 ha. Same tracks over and over and over again. Drove me nuts <laughs> as a child. I could not deal with it. It's worse than Pokemon. And then, of course, uh, Golden Sun on Game Boy Advance. That music mm. was actually fantastic. I'm not going to go too deep into it, but I just wanted to mention it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Tom, indie games. Yes, indie games. So, um, this was the one that I had, I guess, problems uh, coming up with because mm-hmm. I don't play a lot of indie games. So, I went with what I have played. And so, the first one that popped up was Cuphead, right? That was a oh, yeah. conversation mm-hmm. last last week and actually i think the week before too and all that anyways the 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 score for cuphead makes you feel like you're back in the day that kind of game right it it makes you feel that you're in the time that that game is trying to portray that it's from i guess is the best way to put it as someone who's not in the same way that their art style like captures that time the music nails it on the same level very well with their art style 110 percent Play my um, play my remix on on stream. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, I got you. <laughs> I was, I was actually I actually haven't heard it yet. Actually, I shameless um, plug. Wait, hold on. Is it this was it? This isn't on Spotify, is it? It is. Yeah. Oh, it's not showing up. Uh, you probably looking at DJ RoboRub. Look it for RoboRub music. This is said. Okay. Drop oh yeah, that's DJ. right. That's right. I'm dumb. Uh. Oh my god, yes. Carnival Kerfuffle is also like one of the probably the best song in the game. That one in like um Floral Fury. What album is this in uh Rob? Is I just put this out as a single. It was like I heard the music and I literally was just like, I have to make a remix of this like right now. <laughs> like I have to capitalize. What have I been missing out on? I love Edge. <laughs> I, yeah, Dude, I love I, I didn't they didn't it's care crazy. either, man. Like they uh they just they said, hey, uh, we basically said, hey, how what do we need to do to like license this? Because they didn't go through any p- distributors for the music or anything. Um, they just put it out on Bandcamp. They just put the music out on Bandcamp. And so we we're just like, hey, what do we need to do? Like, especially like I think James Landino has like four or five Cuphead remixes. Oh, at this yeah. Point. And they're all gold. And they're all great. Yeah. So um, uh, what's the name of the song real quick? A whole it's Carnival Kerfuffle. Yeah. With with, with Cuphead, I, I definitely as everyone in here is like, hell yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those games that it, the, I, I personally feel the art or the, um, the artistic audio in this game is perfectly placed. Right? Mm-hmm. It's exactly where it needs to be. Um, because it doesn't break immersion. It may not be dynamic, but it, it, it you know, it feels right. It feels like it's in its right place, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, which a feeling is really important when it comes to audio, at least in my opinion. So um, that was the first one I had. I, uh, I've been listening to playlists on Spotify for a while, and I thought this was the actual Carnival Kerfuffle from because uh, it's <laughs> from in one of my playlists, and I thought it was the actual song. <laughs> oh, you, thought my, you thought my remix was the actual song? <laughs> <laughs> <Yes. laughs> well, I'm flattered. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, it's good, man. So. <laughs> 
Is it Mary's will? That's for dang sure. That's funny. All right, go ahead with your next one, Tom. Um, the next this was one actually is... one of mine too, by the way. So. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, it was one of my top ones. It's just so unique, you know. So, my ne- so as I mentioned, I was having a hard time with uh, indie games. So this one, I don't want to say is a cop out, but it's kind of a loophole. Um, Minecraft. Minecraft currently is not a indie game, but originally it was. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, that's that's fair. And uh, the 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 score for Minecraft, both you know, original and current. I can literally listen to that while I'm working because it's just so relaxing. Your brain goes on a, a mystical, this is going to sound corny as hell. Your brain goes on a mystical voyage as you're listening to this, like through the woods of Minecraft. You can, you can literally just picture it. Um, no, you're right. And it, it's, it's well set. It's, it's Minecraft and it's like Halo. It's notarized. Uh, it's noticeable, right? When you hear it, you're like, that is Minecraft music. I know I've heard it. I know that's what it is. Without even hearing the, you know, the title. That's what um, happened when I uh, heard the Stranger think... Things theme for the first time because Minecraft had a song in it that sounded just like. It. Yeah, mm. I'm trying to think. Uh, do, do I don't even know if I've listened to any Minecraft remixes. Does he, do you know anyone that's made one, Rob? Rob? Uh, I, I'm sure there's some out there, but the thing with Minecraft music is now that now that they're owned by Microsoft, it's hard to yeah. get the licensing right, correct. Yeah. Um, I know I know that a couple of my a couple of buds buds in the scene have tried to put them out, um, but Microsoft is like their buttholes clenched tighter than Nintendo when it comes to licensing the music. <laughs> yeah, I thought C418 still had all the rights to the music. They might have the they might have the 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 rights like they still own the mechanical license, but okay, okay. Uh, when it comes to the when it comes to the distribution, um, Microsoft des- definitely owns the distribution okay. rights to the yeah. music. Well, Michael Serov paid a dang pretty penny for this game too. They paid sure like, did. What was it like three billion dollars or something like that? Yep. Yeah, it was yeah. nuts. Those guys never have to work a day in their life again. Yeah. You know, you know what's funny about like the this kind of like music and games, like specifically with Minecraft and all the time that we've played it together. Like for me and Logan specifically, how much yeah. time we spent playing this game, just listening to the song Chris from Minecraft and hearing that piano riff, it literally teleports yeah. you to a different time. It's mm-hmm. crazy. What's that song called? Chris. It's the it's the one that's like da na 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 na. It's like, I don't know. It's got like the little riff. But it's 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 one of the ones that I remember the most. That it's like it comes out of nowhere because everything's quiet, nothing's going on. Then you hear the, that keyboard come out of nowhere, you know, and it's just yeah. so soothing. Yeah, I really I really enjoy Minecraft and I enjoy the music. Um, it's again one of those games. Like I tried to look at games when I was looking for these that I don't have to listen to other music while playing the game. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely one of those games where. As I'm playing it, if I'm listening to other music, I'm doing something wrong because the music for this is amazing um, and it's relaxing. And like I play Minecraft to relax because of the music. Mm. Like it's it just. Yeah. Anyways, um, yep. my my next one, my last one was and this was a hard one for me to gather or to determine whether I wanted to do uh, Enter the Gungeon or this game. Mm-hmm. Um and it ended up being this game. It's Binding of Isaac. Of Another Danny Beat track, yeah. Uh, yeah. And the, he comes up again. <laughs> yeah, the 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 Binding of Isaac is as as I'm playing the game. Like there were several times where I'm like, this is really fucked up. Like li- looking at the if you guys actually watched the story of Binding of Isaac, yeah, alert, yeah, for sure. Um, 
it's, you know, his mom throws him in like a basement and, you know, it's his way of fighting out of the basement and this, that, and the other. And then he ends up killing his mother and this, that, and the other. And, um, like some of the stuff is really messed up and it would definitely yeah. not hold that weight if the music that married with it oh my god properly placed the music reflects it so well like the like the the song right now the calm it has that sadistic like creepy yeah, feel to it yeah and the piano feels like it's crawling up your back and i love it oh i Just, didn't feel it crawling oh my up my back until you said now something you know. <laughs> And like it's it's like one of those horror movies when the little girls start singing and you're just like, nope, I'm out. (laughs) I quit. You you climb up the ladder and she's standing right behind it. Yeah. Uh, Dude, are you referencing like Fear 2 right now? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) God, dude. That game gave me nightmares. Dude, that game had some of the best jump scares I've ever seen that were oh, like yeah. genuinely they done, like they were done really well. Oh my god. Couldn't talk about some, some uh, I don't remember it. So yeah, basically what we've learned tonight. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But basically what we've learned tonight is that Danny B knows how to smash the soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> truth. Cause uh I so I'll go ahead and start with mine. Um I would I actually I already had Crypt of the Next Road Answer. We talked about that. Um and one of my honorable mentions is um uh, Super Meat Boy, because that soundtrack is a fucking banger the entire way through. But the only one that I have left that you guys haven't said, because I've already we've already talked about The Witcher 3 and all that. So my last one is Hollow Knight. Hollow uh. Knight, the entire journey throughout the game, the music evolves with it, and it does it so well. What was that thing you said about Danny B? What? That like the thing that we've learned tonight is that he knows how to smash the soundtrack. And you, you, yeah, now you're talking about Super Meat Boy. Yeah, I know. I know. So <laughs> Jesus. But, but Hollow Hollow Knight, if you guys haven't listened to it, like from the moment you enter like the first city and it's like dead and there's nothing there. And the music is so like it makes you feel like everything is dead and you're alone. And it does it so well. And everything from that, like all the way up to the boss fights is insane. I don't know if anyone else has like listened to uh, the music as much as I have. have. Do you guys listen to the soundtrack? Yeah, I, I the soundtrack. Yeah, I have. I will sit into City of Tears over and over and over. Again. It's, it's so <laughs> Let's good. <keep> it on. <laughs> like the piano is like raindrops, dude. It's crazy. Like I can't even like so dirt mouth. Like dirt mouth. When dirt mouth comes on and you just hear that slight that slight bit come in from the background Da-na-na. like and the whole city is just dead like i remember coming into that for the first time and just feeling a sense of awe because the the world that they built here artistically combined with that music and they do this throughout the entire game this game um and i talked about this obviously is like my favorite indie game of all time i cannot speak enough to like how much i was captured by the music of this game it blew me away my only experience of listening to any music on that game is from watching you play it on stream. And even as a, as an onlooker, I was enjoying it, right? I wasn't even playing the game and I still enjoyed the music um, just because it, it paired well. It yeah, let's put on, let's put on city of tears. Dude, city of, Te- like, I just got, I just got friggin'. Oh my God, my back. <laughs> Every my hair is standing up on my back. It's so good. Oh my God. It's crazy how how much a piece of music can like move you. You know what I mean? And the and this music has done it almost better than any indie game I've ever played. Just because 
of the like like I said, the way that it, it it evolves, like the soundtrack evolves from the start of the game to the end of the game when like you're a badass, you know what I mean? And the music is like kicking at the end of the game. And then I think so yeah, that's pretty much all I have. Words out of your mouth. What's that? I know it, it, like I, I don't really know what to say. Like it's so good. Like just remembering my playthrough of the game and like through the music, it brings a lot of emotion because the characters and the way that it fits the music and everything is just it's so well done. Um, it really like captivated me. Um, and then my, for my, let's see here, my honorable mentions, my other honorable mention, this one is, so this one was weird for me because when I first played the game, it didn't really stick with me. Um, but over time, the soundtrack grew on me, which was Celeste. Celeste soundtrack Celeste is in insane. My, was in my honorable mentions as well. Yeah. Uh, just cause, uh, Lena Rain, she just, she can't. The thing is, the thing is with that one, and I understand what you mean when you say didn't catch on at first, is because uh, okay, it's, we just get another one of these like wistful pianos and chip tune parts and chip tune drums, and then here comes a little cute guitar, and like it was annoying to me. It's a little too Steven Universe for me at first, <laughs> and then like as the game progressed, I was like okay she knows how to write <laughs> like she knows how to compose a song well and, and the it- thing is is just like i was talking about with like hollow knight this game as it progresses and the way the music builds up into like the deeper sections of the game it gets yeah. freaking nutty like the Insane. music gets so crazy and like from the first build up um even like if you go and you listen to the moment right here on the screen where she's running across the bridge and then the music freezes and you're caught in that little moment there and then the music shoots off as you take off into the next spot is so yeah. well done. That's Every little really piece. good dynamic little yeah. detail. Yeah, for sure. Like I things mean, like that are like huge. I remember the moment. I remember the moment for me when I went where I kind of like it kind of clicked with me, like when the music started building dynamically mm-hmm. um, was when you were in the hotel and you were running around. trying. Oh, to my God. Yes. Different parts you needed to to open it, open it up and clean up and all that shit. Um it it just it hit me in a certain way where it's just like okay like she's capturing she's capturing the main character's frustration but willingness to like try and see their point of view they're capturing uh the other characters uh the black guy who's like don't fuck with this guy he's just gonna bring you down um captured his frustration with the main character it captured the anxiety that you feel running through some of those levels and like yeah, and the way that like when they get like toward the summit, and the way the music speeds up, and it makes it you feel like you up, have to yeah. go now, and if you don't screw, if you don't go, you're gonna screw up, and you like you yep. know how tense the situation is. Like the buildup is insane. The summit climb is probably one of my favorite moments. In, oh my in god! A, in an indie game, period. Like yeah, right. Sounds like I need to get this game because I've been putting it off. It is. I, mean, incredible. I don't even. I don't even like side scrollers. Like I, the only reason I play this game is because it was gifted to me. And someone said, you have to play this game. It, it, cause it tackles, like it tackles a lot of shit that we go through, like with anxiety and depression and stuff. There's even and they moment- build it up through the world and the story so well, yes. you know what I mean? It's great storytelling. And then they, they also like, not only do they have the original side, but they also have like the alternate side tracks for the game, which are just as amazing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's so crazy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That was on my, um, that was on my uh, that was on my runners up list. I had so many for I had so I have so many written down that I didn't. You don't have a remix of this game, do you? I, I haven't remixed Celeste yet. That's what I, I thought. I it's one of those games for, for me where the game is still a little 
too like I by the end of this game I was in love with it. I was in love with the storytelling and mm-hmm. and the music so much that like when I, there are certain games like that for me that I just don't really I don't really want to touch the soundtrack at least not until a couple years have passed and it's more of a nostalgic thing than like right, right in my face about it, you know. Right. Um I can't really make a banger out of a Celeste track, really. I can't. Like yeah. you know, I'm not going to make an Electro House or a dubstep banger out of a Celeste song. Um, cause I just feel like it would cheapen the feeling that you get when you listen to the original piece. Yeah. There's a few, there's a few games like that out there that are like that for me too, which like transistor is one of them. Like I said, you know, and then like hollow Knight was on my list as well as like a, a, you know, one of the games that just blew me away. And cause there's always those certain games, you know, where it's like, I don't play this type of game normally, but then you play that one that you're just like, oh, this is so good, you know? (laughs) Yeah, and then it encapsulates you and it becomes everything. (laughs) Right, yeah. That's how Transistor was for me. That's how that's how Ori of the Blind and the Blind Forest was. Oh my god. Speaking of soundtracks, that was one of my last honorable mention. Okay, you're gonna mention Dude, yeah, Ori's Ori's soundtrack, it, it it's another one of those where it's like you hear it and it just like I don't even know. Like the it's it just captures the emotion of the game so well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I it it's it like from the very beginning when they're like they're showing like the world changing and all that, and they have just like the entire thing, oh, like the like the whole orchestra like running. You're just like, oh my god, like I'm gonna cry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy. Uh, another one that was really good. Uh, hold on, I'll just pull up my notepad. I had a bunch of fucking written down. Oops. Risk of Rain's really. I mean, good. We, oh, Risk yeah. of Rain was great. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, we yeah. we can sit here and list great. There's been so many great indie games in like the 2010s that had like ridiculous soundtracks. You know, what I mean, we could list them all night long. Yeah. 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 For sure. Did you play I, Mute, uh, Mutants Year, Year Zero? Did you play that? No, I haven't. The the soundtrack for the game is so underrated. Like it's it's like it's kind of like X. It's kind of like an XCOM style game. Yeah. There's just so much exploration and and like. The combat is a little more stealth and strategy oriented than XCOM is kind of in your face attack, go, move, go, move, go, right, attack, right. you know, uh, mutant zero is a little more like use your certain abilities, explore this area first before moving on to this battle kind of thing. Um, right. Just don't look at that. Don't look at that. Just play it. It's one don't of your honorable mentions that you didn't talk about. It has to be there. It's a blast from the past. So the link doesn't have periods. It has underscores instead of periods. Remove them and put periods. You're just making things a browser. fucking pain for me is what you're doing. Because I don't want to preview. I don't want you to see what it is. Okay, Sorry, hold Bob. on. I just, this has to get out there because no one said anything about it. What the hell? Well, I figured it was going to come up. Hold on. Well, I have an honorable mention for a AAA as well. But Are we ta- Oh, my God. Is this my song? <laughs> oh, my God. So Hotline Miami is what I was actually about to say. Mm-hmm. Moon? That song is like one of the best bangers I've ever heard. It's sorry, so good. Man. Sorry for cutting you off, man. Don't hate me. <laughs> He's not saying so anything. Like, you must hate me. Uh, no, I mean, like we, like I said, we list any games all night. Like there are so many good indie soundtracks. I mean, anything from like Behemoth has had incredible soundtracks. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's so, so many good ones out there. But uh, let's go ahead and move on to the to the next section. And so we can go ahead and get to the game where we're running a little bit long. So I want to I want to move move to the next section. I also um, wanted to throw in one quick AAA game, and we don't have okay. to talk about it for long, but Anthem, as a a complete garbage game, as everyone yeah, claims it is, was good. its soundtrack was phenomenal. I liked it. It was phenomenal. For the four hours I played it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
if you were in the game long enough to actually experience the soundtrack, it was <laughs> if you're in the game enjoyable. long enough to hear a song. <laughs> yeah, it was extremely enjoyable. So I do have one surprise little thing that I want to mention here, because obviously I think some of these games we all know have some of the greatest soundtracks of all time, which is like a lot of like the retro like Nintendo and like Sega games have like insane soundtracks. So off the top of your head, DJ Roll Rob, best re- retro video game uh, soundtrack. Best like, retro video game soundtrack? Yeah, so we're talking like, is it, would you say like Donkey Kong Country or Super Mario World or like Zelda? Like oh, which one good. is like the top of the line for you? <laughs> If if we're if we can do SNES, is that retro enough? <laughs> yeah, uh, Donkey Kong Country Two. Yep, I, I that's my pick. That's yeah. <laughs> Donkey Kong Country Two best soundtrack. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, what do you think, Logan? No idea, man. I didn't Pokemon? play a lot of those. I would assume you would have said Pokemon. I mean, Pokemon would be my choice, but is it acceptable? Because I yeah, grew it's up retro. Pokemon like so old retro. Play. Like most of them are gonna be like Nintendo games. You have like Sonic the Hedgehog and. You know, there's a couple exceptions outside Nintendo, but a lot of them are Nintendo that everyone knows. And, you know, everyone like yeah. everyone and their mother who tries to be a video game remixer remixes, you know, I'm sure Robo Rob knows. I have remixed 12 Donkey Kong Country songs. Yeah. <laughs> well, not, When's not the next Aquatic Ambience dropping? Right. No, yes. That was one of my first video game remixes. <laughs> Too. Back in 2011, I remixed Aquatic. That one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one of my first Aquatic ones, man. One. Oh it my god. Remix, though. It's just, shut up, dingus. Alright, so, the next section is best use of a uh, licensed song in a video game. So this can be like the intro to the game, it can be used in a certain scene of the game, anything like that, so... We'll start with Robo Rob. What is your pick for like one of your I, favorites? I can't pick a best. I can't pick best song out of this whole entire soundtrack. So I'm just going to say Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. <laughs> yep. <Hey>. You know <laughs> what's Bad funny? Religion, is I was, I, I was literally going wagon. to. Yeah. I was literally going to have us choose like what game has the best like radio slash soundtrack for like they have like all licensed music. You know what I mean? So, and I knew this was going to be the one everyone picked. Because, <laughs> like, yeah. when you talk about, like, matching the game style and the era and, like, yeah. what they were doing in the game, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 nailed it. They, they, that game also, that soundtrack also launched the next three years of, like, me digging in crates for punk rock music. Like, that yeah. was... <laughs> <laughs> that was That was where my, like, I, I started collecting Bad Religion records. I started, like, finding all those deep cuts of Melancholin albums. Like, it... Rage Against the Machine was like I didn't know like I knew that's where that's where you Rage first got Rage into, was but yeah that's man, where like, you first got into uh the you know ska yeah ska yeah I I didn't really care about ska besides the like two or three <laughs> one track big huge successful ska tracks from the 90s yeah <laughs> I just know that like Logan that's all he's thinking of over there he's like that one ska song from Tony Hawk Pro Skater yeah <laughs> It's in one of my playlists, dude. You know, so, Logan, what is yours? Because I think I might know what yours is. Because the memes. I fucking, hmm. Can I guess Maybe. it? Yes, guess it. Is, it. is it Mad World by Gary Jules on Gears of War 3? No. <laughs> I thought that's what it's he would It's another pick. meme, and it's fucking Die word in Far Cry New Dawn. Uh, oh, my fucking God, of course. To be fair, that fit that game so well. So well, dude. I was just like, there's no fucking way. Yeah. What was it? Which song was it they had in there? Was it Cookie Thumper? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, crazy. Uh, what about you, Tom? I didn't have one. Um, I think they had Fatty Boo. <laughs> yeah, or whatever I, I was, was trying to. I was trying to look at some, and 
I just I could not come up with one that really kind of stood out. Right. There's there's obviously some that are that are here and there, but I just couldn't find one that stood out for me. So as far as matching the game and like pacing the moment they were put in, um, I, I had a tie between two. I could not pick one. Um, one of them is No Rest for the Wicked by Cage the Elephant on Borderlands in the intro was one of the best intros I've ever seen. I loved it. I think it was an absolute perfect choice of song for that moment. Um, and my second one is using SSX Tricky. Uh, they used It's Tricky by Run DMC. And then they also had like the remix versions later in the um, other versions of the game, which I absolutely loved. I think they nailed it with that. And like having it go with like the tricky meter and all that was like super fun. I have a niche one no one's ever heard about. Oh, I just thought of one. Sorry. What's that? Instead of a niche one no one's ever heard about. What's that? But it's that Rob Zombie track when Nightmare Creatures 2 opens. I have no idea what that is. I told you no one understands. Uh, yeah, the it's tricky is really good. Uh, there is also another one that really brings me back is um, when you hear Beyond the Sea by Bobby Darren, what do you think of? Uh, which song is that? Beyond the Sea. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you get, I could say that for a couple of on Fallout that they just nailed. Like, um, I don't want to set the world on fire. I don't want to set the world on fire. Oh, my sure. God. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, even Fallout 76, the commercial one was actually I mean, really good. I think if you ask me or Logan, like favorite soundtrack set of all time, Fallout New Vegas is probably gonna be like one of the top yep, ones ever. Yep, yep, yep. Thank like their radio was so list. good. But because of the songs weren't like composed for the game, they're pre-existing. I didn't pick it. Right. Yeah. So uh, that is going to do it for uh, the podcast part of today's podcast. Um, we are going to be playing a competition here in just a minute. We're going to take a quick like five minute break. Um, if you guys enjoyed the podcast, make sure to share it, share out the podcast, all that stuff. We'd really appreciate it. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all that stuff for you guys. Um, and then let's go ahead and uh, give everyone, like, let everyone know where to find you and all that stuff. So, Robo Rob, uh, where can people find your work uh, for the podcast? Yeah, you can go ahead and check me out um, on Spotify. Just search for Robo Rob on Spotify. That's the best way to get me money is to listen to my music there. Um, if you want to buy my albums or my records, you can go to my Bandcamp, which is djrobolrob.bandcamp.com. Um, I've got my latest uh, album uh, up there, original of all originals. I've got too many video game remixes to count. Uh, you can throw dollars at me, or you can catch me on Patreon if you really want to support me there, um, if you like what I do. So, um, yep, just RoboRob or DJ RoboRob on the internet. You can find me the, anywhere. So we really appreciate you coming to be a part of the podcast, yeah, man. It's, uh, it's been awesome. Uh, and then for Tom, where can people find you? Uh, yeah, so I um, stream on Mixer, uh, mixer.com forward slash Tom Tom 311. Uh, I'm an FPS gamer. Um, I also have a Twitter, which is Tom Tom 311. Um, you can actually see me without a beard on there if you want to actually find that. Um, so you look at some no. of the old photos of that. It's one. a fake. Yeah, I know, right? Um, I'm actually skinny, too, which is really kind of crazy. Um, so, uh, and then, yeah, those are really the only two places that I social media-esque stuff. So, yeah, Mixer is the best way to get a hold of me. Oh, and uh, on the Jolly Bro Up Discord. Yeah, <laughs> so, and if you guys want to catch the podcast live or you guys want to see the content I do, you can catch it uh, live here on my Mixer at mixer.com slash 3dingus or dingus. Um, and then, uh, let's see, we are going to be doing a competition here in just a minute where you're going to oh. be doing a, a musical competition. 
which is going to be uploaded on the Jolly Bro YouTube. You guys can check it out there if you're listening on the podcast. So uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us for this podcast. Have yourselves a wonderful day, and we will see you on the next one.